Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome back, team, to the One Guy Show on a solo podcast today. So I'm actually sat here in my garden recording this podcast. I thought, you know what? Get outside, sit in the sunshine, and that's what I've been doing. And I debated with the idea of bringing my microphone out here and setting everything up and actually doing the podcast or going back inside. And actually, I've managed to record some new free trainings that we've got out. I've actually managed to record without a problem in the sound. This microphone obviously is very good at picking up sound and as well as now recording this podcast episode. So I hope everyone has been having a wicked past few weeks. The weather here in the UK has been absolutely blinding. Um, long may it stay. Um, some of you in other areas of the world are probably thinking we have nice weather a lot of the time and you know it's only like 21 degrees here and we're raving about it, sunbathing topless, enjoying everything as if like, you know, the world is the best thing ever and most of you, 21 degrees is probably pretty chilly um, and you probably even still wear jumpers in that. I'm just trying to get cosy here. Um, so this is pretty weird doing a, doing a podcast on your own. You kind of don't really know, you know, got no one to bounce off of. So I'm going to kind of just bounce off of myself and the thoughts um, as we go about it. But Today, really, I wanted to talk about, about where it is that you are potentially going wrong when it comes to losing weight. And what I mean by that is a lot of the time when it comes to weight loss, we often focus on the problem rather than the cause. And it's something that we teach inside of our academy. It's something that we are very, very passionate about to long-term sustainable change. So when it comes to losing weight, we all know that the cause of body fat gain is an excess of calories or an excess of energy. The easy way to explain this is basically like, imagine going to a shop and you want to have two diamonds and the jewelers accidentally gives you three. You're not going to throw away that third one because you know it's valuable. Even though you only needed two for potentially, say, the piece of jewelry that you were making if you were a jeweler, you're not going to throw a third one because you know it's valuable and know that it may be of use further down the line if you can't get hold of more diamonds. Your body is much like that in regards to energy. You have a certain amount of energy needs per day. If you don't have those energy needs met, you have to pick up the slack. But if you do have them met and you have excess, your body's pretty smart. It knows that energy is valuable. It can neither be just thrown away or destroyed. It has to be used or stored. Well, if you've given your body excess energy that it can't use because you've already, you know, you give your body 2,500 calories and you only need 2,000 to go about your day in those 24 hours, you've got 500 spare. Your body knows, you know, we can't just throw these away. So what it does is it stores them. It stores them, i.e. in our body fat. Our body fat is just stored energy. We've given our body too much energy and it's a, and you know, calories, which is a unit of energy, is a pretty precious thing. You know, I think it's it's ingrained, obviously, from prehistoric times, basically, where our ancestors obviously went through times of fed and famine. There were times when they weren't getting enough food. So obviously energy could have been scarce. Now our bodies are very smart and they always know that if this ever happens, it's good to have some excess. We can't just get rid of it. The problem is, is that we've done this time and time again when actually, you know what, nowadays in society, food isn't scarce for the most of us. If we are lucky, there obviously are some unfortunate people in the world that it is. But for the most of us, for the majority of us, sorry, Pretty bad English that was, wasn't it? For the majority of us, we do have food available and energy isn't scarce. So the problem that we have is an overconsumption in calories. We are consuming more energy than we need. Now, 
the reason as to why this happened is a mo- is the list is too long. If I was to sit here and outline exactly what why you are overconsuming, there's so many different reasons. Every person's reason um, is completely different. You know, is it your relationship with food? Do you have uh, PCOS? Is it your um, environment? Is it your past history? Is it genetics? Like all these different things make up everything. So the thing is, is that we then kind of like oversee this, I think, or underestimate that. And, and what I mean by that is that when it comes to losing weight, all we ever do is focus on the problem, right? So the problem, as I just outlined, is an overconsumption in calories. We consume more calories than we need. And basically what happens is that we then store it. We need to consume less calories. Now, the thing is, is that all diets out there, they just help you address the problem. They give you what you want. All right. You want to eat less because, you know, if I eat less, I will lose weight. So every single diet out there in one way, shape or form basically just gives you a way to eat less, whether it's by fasting, you know, fasting eight hours of the day, uh, eight hours of the day, only eating in an eight hour window and fasting for the rest of the day, um, or whether it's counting sins, whether it's counting points, whether it's cutting out carbohydrates whether it's just eating meat, going carnivore, whatever it might be, these are all just ways of creating a deficit. Basically, you know, companies and kind of like marketing things are just out there to kind of, they they try and create the most easiest way to create a calorie deficit for you. And they just put their spin on it, whether it's cutting out carbohydrates, which is just cutting out calories, counting points and sins. So higher calorie foods are given more sins. You don't eat too many of them. These are all just different ways of basically getting you to consume less. Now, the only issue with that is it only gives you what you want. Now, I'd argue in part, you know, there's a lot to blame in society and marketing and advertising. But the thing is, is that advertising and marketers are just going to give the consumer what they want. We're out there being like, look, I'm overweight. I'm carrying too much body fat. I need to lose it. So the marketing and advertising world, companies are just coming up with the easiest way that they think to create a calorie deficit. Remembering that you don't have to track calories to be in a calorie deficit. Every single piece of food contains calories. Every single piece of food is an energy. Calor- basically, calories are a form or it's a unit of energy, right? So instead of saying like this piece of bread has 100 units of energy, you say this piece of bread has 100 calories. That is it. A lot of people think that like calorie deficit doesn't work. And it's like, no, a calorie deficit is the only way that you can lose weight. It's an energy deficit. It's by giving your body less energy than it needs, it has to pick up the slack and use its internal stores. Obviously, if you do that for a long enough period, it uses a lot of the internal, sto- internal stores, which are body fat. You lose weight and lose body fat, right? So all of these companies are just creating ways to create a calorie deficit, whether it's tracking calories or not, whatever means it is, they're just giving the consumer what it wants. It's very good for advertising. Everyone advertises. You know, I think we as human beings know that time is of the essence and therefore we want things done quickly. We want it done now. We want, I mean, we want it done yesterday half the time. Do you know what I mean? So they're not always to blame because they're giving you what you want. You're standing there waving the flag saying, I want to lose body fat. What can I do? And they're like, look, we've created this new diet. We've created this new thing, this new point counting system. We've said that keto is the best. Carnivore diet is the best, whatever it might be. And it's going to help you lose weight. The thing is, is we've gone for it because ultimately we're like, it's what we want. They're giving us what we want. Let's do it. The thing is that what it is, is not giving you what you need because you don't just want to lose weight. You want to lose weight and keep it off. The thing is, is that all you're doing is putting sticky tape on a leaky tap right? You are getting on this diet and it's helping you lose weight. Great. On the surface level, you're like, I want to lose weight and I'm losing weight. What more is there to it, right? Like, I'm bloody happy. doesn't really matter about anything else because I'm sweet. You know, I'm, I'm going to look great for my holiday. The thing is, is that it's just addressing the problem, not the underlying cause. All you're doing is putting sticky tape on the leaky tap. The issue comes is that 
when eventually you don't want to do that diet because it's not sustainable. Because all you've done is do this diet or this way of eating to give you what you want. You wanted weight loss, it's happened. The thing is, is as soon as you take off that sticky tape, the tap continues to leak. You are just going to go back to your old ways, your old habits, which were what caused you to put on the body weight in the first place. What you need is to, you need to address the problem. Why were you overconsuming on calories? Now, this is where everyone goes wrong is they look for the answer as to how can I consume less calories? That's all everyone goes out to look for. How can I consume less calories? What you want to actually go out to look for is twofold. How can I consume less calories? That's going to be the easiest, most sustainable way for me short term. Because remember, we're not always going to be at a deficit. We don't always need to lose weight. We're going to be at a point when we reach our goal and we don't need to lose weight. So weight loss is actually a temporary thing, right? So we want to know what's going to be the best way for me to lose weight short term that's going to be easy for me to adhere to. That's what you want to look for. You want to find the best way of consuming and eating food that puts you in a calorie deficit that's the easiest thing for you to adhere to, all right? Because you just need to basically be able to adhere to it until you get to your goal. The thing is, is that what keeps you at your goal is overcoming the underlying cause. Now, this is where it kind of comes into the whole either having a coach or being your own scientist because... The problem is, is that obviously when you take off that sticky tap, you stop doing that diet, the reason the weight goes on is because you slip back into your natural habits and behaviors and then it all goes back on again. The tap continues to leak. Whereas if you'd have actually addressed and gone out and not only looked for how I can I consume less calories of what I need, what I want, but also what do I need? Well, I need to find out why it was happening. Okay. Because if we go out there and we're like, look, to stop the leaky tap initially, I'm going to put some tape on it. But what you need to do is identify why the tap was leaking in the first place. Because as soon as you take that sticky tape off, it's just going to leak. And this is where also using that analogy is why whenever we've kind of like dieted and a lot of you listen to us, will probably be able to answer this is I'm always like, imagine if you look back when you first started dieting, how much worse is your relationship with food, relationship with the scales, relationship with yourself, and probably the amount of weight that you want to lose. Everything's worse. And ultimately the weight you want to lose is probably more, right? And the reason that that happens is because you keep putting sticky tape on this leaky tap. The problem is, is quite often the tap keeps leaking through the sticky tape, right? Before you've even stopped. That damages the bathroom, i.e. your relationship with food, the scales, yourself, and ultimately your weight. So actually you do more damage long term by just looking for what you want. Just looking for something that's going to help you consume less because you can lose weight. Because you don't address the underlying course, you're never going to be able to keep it off long term. But also because you keep changing the type of tape you're using every two seconds because it's not sustainable, you're ultimately damaging every other part of this kind of like circle of weight loss, which is making it harder. The worse your relationship with food, the scales yourself is, the harder it's going to be for you to lose weight. So the more you diet, the harder it is for you to actually lose weight long term. The more you only address the problem and only look for what you want, the harder it's going to be to actually, when you eventually kind of realize that actually I need to not only look at what I want, but what I need. And what I need is looking at the underlying cause as to why I was over consuming calories in the first place. Now, this comes down to very, very much different things. You know, if you've got PCOS, it might be because you're meta- metabolically adapted. Okay, you're, you might have a lower BMR. So your normal person, you know, your normal person can diet on 2,000 calories and be in a deficit. Someone with PCOS could be 40% adapted. They might only need 1,300 calories. It can be that drastic. So that could be why. It might be that you're an emotional eater. So you have a lot of stress. You know, your job keeps you very, very busy. You've got kids. You don't have much time. But also what you don't have is an outlet for that stress. So with everything in life, if we, we need to basically be able to release something. If we're dealing with stress, if you don't have a release then ultimately you're probably going to implode and have mental health issues, right? That's why a lot of us get stressed and people have mental breakdowns. And 
But what we do is we use food. We use food as an emotional crutch and an outlet for our emotions. So we don't have stress management in place for that individual. So like I said, it could be PCOS. It could be that you don't have stress management. You're an emotional eater. It could be that you are and an office worker and therefore your steps are very low and you consume too much food for the amount of activity and calories that you burn throughout the day. It might be that you learn bad habits when you were younger from your parents. It might be that you've seen your mum dieting and therefore you're constantly obsessed with the scales and that's one thing that's holding you back. The thing is, is that we've got to address this underlying cause. Otherwise, the problem is just going to be there. All we're doing is this temporary fix and everyone listen to this. I know you don't want that temporary fix. We want to lose weight and keep it off. And this is where you need to start thinking as your own scientist or if you've got a coach. I mean, this is what we do for our clients. We do this ourselves. We are the scientists for our coach so that we are able to analyze everything that they're doing, how they're doing it. And we're able to come up with the long-term solution for them, i.e. find out that underlying cause. You must, must, must find out why you're over-consuming in the first place. If you only keep addressing the problem, you keep putting sticky tape on that leaky tap, your situation will only get worse. That's why doing things like shakes, trying to take these pills, doing crazy diets that you know you're not going to be able to do for much longer than kind of like four weeks is a suicidal method to creating a harder barrier to your long-term success. Because the more you do that, the more you start to doubt yourself, the more, as I said, you create a worse relationship with food, the scales and things. And ultimately, the more skewed your whole ideology of weight loss is as a whole. And we're always searching for things. And I think if I could give the best piece of advice for everyone listening to this is that don't just address the problem. Look to address the underlying cause. Try to look at why you think you were over-consuming in the first place. Was it stress? Was it your lack of routine? Is your sleep bad? Do you have PCOS? Look at all of your areas in your life and try and identify where you think too much energy is coming in and why. Okay, that's first thing. So identify the cause of the issue, not just the problem. And ultimately start to think, you're not just looking for what you want, which is weight loss, looking what you need. You want weight loss and you need it to stay off. A lot of us are just looking in a one-dimensional manner and we're just looking for weight loss. It's like, no, no, no. You're looking for weight loss, but also you're looking for weight loss to stay off and to overcome, obviously, the reason as to why you put on the weight in the first place. So one, reframe the way you think about it. You're not looking for an answer to the problem. You're looking for an answer to the problem and the underlying cause so that you can get longevity. Two, you have to be your own scientist if you don't have a coach. You have to collect data. You have to review this data to understand exactly why is going on and what's going on so you can then make relevant changes to increase your success. The thing is, is that people jump into a lot of these programs and they throw themselves in and they're very one set minded. They're like, okay, I'm just going to do this program diligently and it's going to answer all my questions. The thing is, is, it's not because you don't learn anything about yourself, about your struggles. And then as soon as something kind of hard comes up and you hit a bump in the road, you're then struggling to actually do this long term. What you've got to realize is that when it comes to weight loss, you need to be a thinking human being. You need to be observant of your relationship with food, relationship with the scales, your habits and behavior around food. Because until you are aware, you can't make any changes. Like anything, like any changes that we make in life in any aspect, the first point is awareness. We do it to kids. You know, say your kid keeps, or your, or your dog, whatever, the kid keeps, um, you know, drawing on the wall. The only way that you are able to get that kid to stop drawing on the wall is to bring about awareness that what that kid is doing is not good. 
Okay, yeah, so you're, you're obviously, first thing you do is bring about awareness. Hey, little Tommy, don't draw on the wall. Or your dog keeps pooing in the house. And when you teach it to toilet train, you first bring about awareness that what it is doing is not what we want it to do. Okay, same as yourself. You've got to bring about awareness. Okay, what is it that we are doing that is causing us to overconsume? Because otherwise, we just can sit around and think, oh, I'm overweight. I don't really know why. Like, maybe it's my relationship. But get get gritty with it you know take get a journal start to write down how your day went write down about your feelings and thoughts about food when you ate what time you ate what you noticed about your hunger during the days when were your cravings the highest when were you most hungry when was your energy the best what did you eat that maybe helped your energy uh, in that day the moment that you are your own scientist and you're able to think a little bit more analytically rather than just be a puppet to the dieting industry is the moment that you then gain control. You then gain control of what it is you're doing. You're able to make data-driven decisions rather than emotional-driven de- decisions and you're able to then be successful. Our most successful clients and all of our clients go through this process when we talk about becoming thinking human beings, but our most successful clients know themselves so, so well by the time they finish working with us. Because not only do we obviously identify these things for them, but we get them to look for them. We get them to journal. We get them to think about their day. You know, we don't just eat. The world eats mindlessly. You know, we're playing on our phones. We're watching TV. We're talking to people. We're never thinking really about our appetite. We're never thinking about our hunger, our movement. Because nine times out of ten, every person that's listened to this podcast now, you can probably outline five reasons as to why you overconsume, where it is. Oh, well, I don't get much sleep, so I always have really high cravings in the morning. I work in an office, so my steps are actually probably quite low. I could do more. Uh, I don't have any focus on any protein. Um, I tend to snack on the kids' leftovers, actually, when we do that. Um, And every single weekend, I'll have at least three bottles of wine. And it's like, you've just picked out some of those points. Right, okay, cool. Now you've brought about awareness as to where you think the energy is racking up, which is causing you to overconsume. How can we go about changing it? Start simple. Start one by one. And it's so, so, so critical the moment that you start to just think a bit more rather than be a puppet with someone holding the strings, be a human being, be, be Pinocchio, man, be Pinocchio himself. Start to think like a real boy, start to think about how you can actually kind of identify what's going on with your nutrition and your habits and your behaviors in your day and how you can make relevant changes to put yourself in control, to give yourself the best opportunities for success. So a little recap here for you before we kind of shift is Remember, you're looking for the underlying cause as to why you are overconsuming in calories, not just the problem. The problem is an overconsumption in calories. We want to lose, eat less, but we need to understand why we're doing it in the first place. Focus on what you need, not just what you want. What you need is something that's long-term that's going to give you clarity on the causes, but also what you need is to become a thinking human being. You need to think more. You need to identify your habits and behaviors around food and activity in the day to see perhaps where we may be a little bit slack where we could pick up and maybe make some more goal-driven decisions, be a little bit more aware. And then we've got to implement. We've got to implement these things and track the data as well. Like there's no point being like, okay, cool, I crave food in the evening. What I'm going to do is I'm going to swap it out for something lower calorie. Track it, see how it's working. Okay, see what things influence it. The more we think and the more data we collect, the better decisions and the better outcome it will be. You know, that's why professionals at any sport, and we're not professionals at weight loss by any means. It's not what we're looking to to achieve here but they collect data and they make relevant changes on the data it's why we collect feedback from our clients not just weight measurements photos but we collect biofeedback such as energy sleep hunger bowel movements all these different things that give us direct feedback as to what is going on with that individual so we can make changes that make sense rather than just saying like at these slimming clubs for example don't want to get sued so i'm not too sure if i should say the name 
But rather than just giving you a pat on the back saying better luck next week or go to the toilet and come back and see if you can weigh in less than an hour, it's like there's no there's nothing tangible to go by. You're going by one measurable and you're being given some half-hearted advice as to better luck next week or try again. It's like think, why maybe didn't this go your way? Or is it that actually it isn't that it went your way, it's actually that you're about to come on your cycle and you've got a rebound water, um, you've got a water rebound impact happening due to a drop in hormones. There's so much behind why things happen that if we can just become a bit more aware and a bit more kind of observant, be your own scientist as Hayden always says, that is when you will get the best results possible. So team, that was kind of a little bit of food for thought about like, you know what, this is why you can't lose weight. You need to start addressing the online cause and here's some tips about going about it. It's pretty lonely on your own. I mean, it's nice. I'm sitting in my garden. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's pretty cozy out here, but it's, uh, it's weird not having someone with us. Um, and if you haven't seen, obviously, our six-week Fat Loss Accelerator course um, starts on Monday. Um, so you do still have time to sign up inside of that. I'm super excited to do this because it is wicked fun. I love being part um, of these groups. So if you are kind of looking to find that food and freedom increase your body confidence, increase your self-love and ultimately understand exactly how you are able to navigate a weight loss journey exactly as our clients do from start to finish and ultimately lose weight. You know, we always say you can lose at least 10 to 15 pounds across that six weeks easily if you implement everything we are saying, then hit the link in my bar on Instagram or DM me the word six weeks and I will send you the link as well. Apart from that, if you have any questions, drop me a message on Instagram and I'll always get back to you as well. But apart from that, thank you very much for joining the episode. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe and I'll see you in the next one. Hopefully not on my own, but I don't know. It depends if Hayden gets his laptop back because he's swanning around in Bali and if he's listening to this, I hope it rains.